You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, bodacious booze, Baldwins, and Bettys. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 117, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your sonic-speeding, clueless-catching, Hanson-humming 90s nuts. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. So I got right back in the 90s. All right, let's uh, jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. Here I have a random trivia pursuit card. You guys have your morning radio zoo, morning zoo radio buzzers. (laughs) Here we go, Blue Wedge for Geography. Name five of the eight U.S. states that start with the letter M. And go around the table. Colin, you can start. Minnesota. Ding, 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 ding. Maine. Ding, 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 ding. Missouri. Ding, 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 ding. Michigan. Ding, 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 ding. Massachusetts. Ding, 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 ding. New Mexico. No. <laughs> Tang. Uh, what do we have so far? We had oh. Minnesota, Michigan, Maine, Missouri, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Montana, Montana, and Maryland. And uh, Maryland. Cool. Everybody always forgets Maryland. Um, actually, you guys also forgot to say Mississippi. All right. Pink wedge for pop culture. What instrument does billionaire philanthropist Warren Buffett play? Multiple choice. Oh, good. Clarinet, trombone, or the ukulele? Mm. Oh, Colin. I believe it's the clarinet. Incorrect. Mm. Boing, Chris. Ukulele. It is the ukulele. Everybody yes. plays the ukulele. He's such a hipster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That Warren Buffett. Okay, yeah. Zoe Deschanel Buffett. When you, <laughs> you know, when you have that much money, you can get away with it. With his pork That's pie true. hat. Yeah. yeah. Make, make fun of my tiny guitar. Yeah. I dare you. I can <laughs> buy and sell you. Sitting on a pile of money. All right, Yellow Wedge. In 1910, about what percentage of Americans aged 25 or over had college degrees? In 1910, what? how many over 25-year-olds have multiple college choice? degrees? Multiple choice. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. 3%, uh-huh. 10%, or 16%? Uh-huh. Colin. I'll say 3%. It is 3%. Uh-huh. Note here says, by March 2007, this figure had risen to 29%. Uh-huh. All right, Purple Wedge, what Simpsonian, Simpsonian, Simpsonian. Yes. Simpsonian. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. Expression made it to the New Oxford Dictionary of English in 1998. Huh. Uh, Chris. Dope. Yep. Dope. D apostrophe O-H. Yes. Homer's catchword is defined as, quote, used to comment on an action perceived as foolish or stupid. <laughs> <laughs> End quote. Hardcore Simpsons fans, of course, uh, of course. will know that uh, the famously in, in the scripts for the show, it's it's transcribed as annoyed grunt. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So Homer's oh. dough is annoyed grunt. Interesting. Huh. Not spelled out as dough. Right. Huh. All right. Green white for science. What does an, oh man, pronounce it, <laughs> an anemometer measure? What? Animometer. Oh, animometer. 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 Man, uh, isn't is that uh, wind speed? Is it that is a... wind speed. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Anim- Not sea anemones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> How do you pronounce How it? How big again? is this anemone? An animometer. 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 How do you uh, spell? A n e m o meter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anemometer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Orange wedge, last question. Which is not a color of one of the Olympic rings? Oh. Okay. So we should, we, should, we should know this. Actually, this is really easy. Can yeah. you name me all five colors of the Olympic rings? Bludgeoning oh. your bladder gets it red. Yes. So yeah. blue, yellow, black, green, red. Yes. Was, yeah. was I here for that? I don't think I remember that. Bludgeoning your bladder gets it red. Yeah. That's a Karen Chu original. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It makes sense. And true. Yeah, and true. Yeah. What, what were the choices yeah. that the card listed? You know, uh, black, blue, red, silver, or oh. yellow. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. There are no gray ones. There are no so gray ones, yeah. so there you go. Well, good job, brains. Oh, good job remembering that mnemonic. Available for free at goodjobbrain.com. No charge for the first mnemonic. We give you that one for free. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We give a bunch for free. Actually. That's right, yeah. In fact, all of them. All of the mnemonics. No, no paywall mnemonics. No. So today's show, I'm very excited. I'm very excited because it's about... The 90s, my favorite decade. Mm. I was, a, I was a, I'm a kid of the 90s. I think you guys yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We were you were, you were a girl 80s. to woman. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I was a tiny kid in the 80s, but I... I feel like yeah. you guys more children of the, more 90s. Of the 90s. Yeah, I, I would identify more as an 80s kid. But 90s was a was a strange decade. It was very extreme. Lots of pop culture, lots of different things happening. So mm-hmm. today our episode is about 90s trivia and uh, 90s uh, stories and walking down uh, memory lane. To the max! Extreme! (laughs) This is how we do I will start us off here. I will go first. And appropriately enough for this quiz, this quiz is called Number One in the 90s. Okay. So this will be all about uh, things that were either number ones or firsts or led their particular category of what have you. Number one in the 90s. So here we go. Please get your buzzers ready. And here we go. In 1996, this natural disaster movie was the first feature film released on DVD. Whoa. Mm. Oh, jeez. Karen. Natural, oh, natural disaster. Does, natural does disaster. Does Armageddon count? Um, oh, it was not Armageddon. Okay. I, I would count it, though, to answer okay, your question, okay. but it was not Armageddon. That was uh, 1998, I believe. Chris. Oh. That was David. Dana. Yeah. Uh, is it Twister? It is Twister. Yes. First movie. First feature film released on DVD. Huh. Uh, It also has the perhaps ignominious distinction of being the last film released on HD DVD. When HD DVD lost lost the format wars to Blu-ray. Yeah. Interesting. This TV show was the highest rated series for the Fox Network in the 1990s. And I'll give you a hint. It was not The Simpsons. Mm. Karen. Beverly Hills 90210. Incorrect. What? Chris. Melrose Place. Incorrect. (gasps) What was the first part of the question? This was the highest rated series in terms of like Nielsen year-end ratings. Highest rated series for the Fox Network in the 1990s. Uh, It was the first Fox show to crack the year-end top 20. It's a cult hit. 
Dana. X Files. It was the X Files. Oh, oh sure. Yes, yes. Year by yeah. year, X Files was uh, was their biggest hit. Wow. Okay. So nineties. So nineties. Yeah. In addition to being good for uh, David Duchovny, uh, the 90s were a great time for what I kind of call the uh, the high-volume novelists. Uh, yeah. What sure. does that mean? Well, just, they, they crank out novels at it's a superhuman yeah. speed. Yeah. Right, right. They, so, they may or may not be Okay, they had ghostwriters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, you know, I think some of these names, at least, were doing most of the writing for themselves. Uh, Stephen King and John Grisham each oh, had... Right. They yeah. each had eight New York Times number one bestsellers oh, in the 90s. It's like a whole Ow. 10 years? Yeah. Wow. But, See, where you're like, hmm, yeah. okay. But this author had them both beat. This author had 12 number one New York Times bestsellers in the 1990s. Novelist? Dana. Kuntz? Not Kuntz. Good guess. Novelist? Yes. Okay, not like comic book artist. Right, or something. right. 12 number one 12 New York number Times one. bestsellers. Not Dean Kuntz. James Karen. Patterson. Not a bad guess as well. Not James Patterson. Chris. Michael Crichton. Also not a bad oh, guess. Danielle Steele. It was yeah. Danielle Steele. Yes. Ladies yeah. love their love books. They yeah. really do, and she could really crank them out. Right. Crichton. I forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Grisham and Crichton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other big name, you guys, uh, Tom Clancy, also. Oh, yeah. 90s, really Prolific. good for him. Yeah. So as impressive as uh, 12 number ones in the decade was, uh, she did not accomplish what this author did, which is three New York Times number one bestsellers in the same year in 1999. Chris. J.K. Rowling. Absolutely correct. 90s, that's right. 1999. She had Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yep. Because it all just kind of Last year of the 90s. Yep, just rolling in the money. Not that she (laughs) did not write them all that year. JK. She she launched the Harry Potter series, got launched from obscurity into stardom that year. And people bought the older books. Yep, yep. And they just sort of, the popularity of one laddered right into the next one. Yep. Yep. Uh, the 90s, of course, were also very good for James Cameron and Steven Spielberg. Oh, yes. Uh, between them, they directed four of the ten year-end highest-grossing movies of the 1990s. Mm. Can you guys name all four? And you can team up if you like. Okay, what, James, well, James Titanic. Cameron and Steven Spielberg? James Cameron and Steven Spielberg. Let's go okay. around. Karen. Titanic. Titanic, yes, 1997. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yes, 1993. Oh. Independence Day? No. no. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Two, wait, James two Cameron. of James Cameron and two of Spielberg? Two each. Yeah. Two oh, each. Just, oh two is each. there an alien movie in there somewhere? Or Not no? an alien. There was a sci fi franchise in there. Oh, 1991. Oh, oh uh, not Abyss. 1991 was Terminator 2. Oh, oh, that's right. oh wow. Yes. Yeah, that was the 90s. Yeah, yes. what's the last one? And last one, 1998. War movie. Oh, Saving Private Saving Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. That's right. Amistad. I forgot that he did that one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Millions and millions and millions of dollars later. What was special about the 1994 Winter Olympic Games held in Lillehammer, Norway? What did they? What What changed maybe in the way they ran the Olympics? Oh. 
Was that was that the year when they were not the same year as the Summer Olympics? That is correct. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Davis oh. got it. 1994 okay. was the first year when they started staggering the winter and summer. They used to be in the same year? They were always yeah. in the same year until 1992. So 1992 with uh, the Summer Olympics in Barcelona, yeah. Spain, and the Winter Olympics in Albertville, France. They decided to give, basically to give the, the games more time to prepare and, quite frankly, a way to make more money yeah, uh, was sure. to stagger them. So they got on opposite schedule. So they had another one two years later, just the Winter Olympics in 94. Hmm. I like the staggering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first one that was not in the same year as the Summer Olympics. Cool. This recording artist had the most Billboard number one hit songs of the 1990s with 14 hits. Karen. Mariah Carey. You are correct. Yeah. Wow. Mariah Carey. Yeah. More than the next two combined. Uh, Janet Jackson had six. Uh, Boys to Men had five. Yeah. Mariah Carey, just in terms of Billboard hits, just owned the 90s. Killed it. Yep. Yep. According to the Social Security Administration, the number one boy name for babies born from 1990 to 1999 is Michael. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Michael was the most popular name by a good margin over number two, which was uh, Christopher. Okay. So Michael, most popular boy's name. Tell me, what was the most popular name for girls? And I'll give you a multiple choice here. Unless someone wants to just take a stab right out of the dark. Chris. Jennifer. That's what I was going to say. It is not. So tell me, was the most popular name for babies born in the U.S. in the 90s, Jessica, Ashley, Uh Emily, Uh or Sarah? I know. Sarah. It is not Sarah. No, really? Jessica. It is Jessica. I knew so many Jessicas and Jennifers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Jessicas in the 90s. All right, last one. Here we go. They're obviously still quite popular today, but the 90s was just boom times for Starbucks coffee. In 1996, mm-hmm. Starbucks opened their first location outside North America mm. oh. in what city? Chris. Tokyo, Japan. It is Tokyo, Japan. Japan. Yeah, is it Tokyo, this, is Japan. Is it the Shibuya Crossing one? Or I'm not sure if, it is? which okay. exactly one. Yeah, Probably uh, wasn't that one to start off. First one in 96. Uh, today there are over 1,000 just in Japan alone. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, more than 23,000 worldwide. Yeah, it's my you, understanding that that Shibuya Crossing one, which is the one you see, the, the massive, like, crosswalk in Japan where all the people rush across it. Right, it's huge. Right. Like, there's one there. And, I mean, this is certainly true. They only sell one size of beverage because it's so popular and so oh. heavily trafficked. That oh, so it's making more down. efficient. Yep. They just, just keep people moving through. Just at tall, I think, or poss- okay. possibly grande. I think it's just tall. All right. So we are now mentally transported back to the right decade. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, 90s and, and being a kid in 90s and uh, was kind of the, the convergence of super marketing and kids stuff and food snack food in the 90s was pretty extreme there was a lot of experimentation there was a lot of marketing Mm. force behind different shapes and forms Um, so i'm gonna just list out some of the things i remember and i keep in mind i lived in a different country and i still got a lot of these americanized like 90s stuff and let's see if we remember some of these things do you guys remember Clearly Canadian? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, my God. Loganberry. Oh, yeah. What was, yeah. We had that in my house for was sure. That, was that the sparkling water with, like, fruit? Uh, it was like, not sparkling water. It, it was soda. It was soda, but clear. Just yeah. clear. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's so marketed as, like... Oh, my gosh. So- 
so sweet. Oh, it, it really did, though. Oh. You're right. I mean, like, yeah. I, it did yeah, kind of market itself remember as, it as like, like, oh, it's like yeah. flavored sparkly water. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. It's actually soda. Yeah. It is really those just soda. Sons of, with right, a wow. lot of sugar. Huh. Um, <laughs> we definitely drank those in my yeah. house. So you're like, oh, it's Canadian. The water must be fresh. And yeah. there's fruit flavor. Clean. So healthy. No. It was operated by its own beverage company. It wasn't owned by, like, Snapple or, or Coca-Cola. It was really from a Canadian company. Oh, okay. They also released, I don't know if you remember, Orbit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, which Those was balls. a drink with suspended balls. Yeah, yep. jelly balls. It was not yep. good. In it, it. Not like. um, no. Everybody <laughs> bought like a bottle of Orbitz to, because we had it was the it thing. You cool. had to try it. Yeah, yeah, but no, it was just gross. Why would yeah. you drink it? Sadly, clearly Canadian. You know, it didn't do so well after a couple years. Huh. Um, but in 2013, now they have a crowdfunded campaign to bring to back. bring it back. I like the Logan ba- Loganberry. You can go online. You can, good. You can <laughs> commit to buy a case. Oh, man. I, lo- I love that you have so such funny. specific memories of the one flavor. Yeah, right? it was yeah. the, yeah. They want to hit a certain number for production and they'll start producing and they'll mm-hmm. ship it to your place. Uh, Fruit by the Foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super 90s. I remember having... Uh, Banjo Kazooie video game codes printed on the paper, mm-hmm. oh. and so you'd want to eat. Yeah, foot by the foot. Is this still around? Still around. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. My yeah. sister used to because the wrappers have the inches on them, and that was how she kind of understood what a foot was. Like she'd use it and be like, "Oh, <laughs> Do you know how like long a foot." Right. Usually, one yeah. roll of fruit by the foot is mm, three know. feet. Three feet. Yeah. Three feet. Okay. Three feet. So really, it's, it's fruit foot by, by the, the yard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of artificial coloring. As a gimmick. Uh, do you guys remember Trix yogurt? Oh. Yes. Oh, it's half of the yogurt is like green and half of the co- is blue. And you oh, it was, it. oh, it was yogurt. It was but yogurt. It was colored. It was a cup of yogurt. Oh, okay. It wasn't yogurt. like um, Trix cereal with yogurt flavored bits no. in there. No, no, no. Mm. It was oh, okay. a, actually a cup of that yogurt. That ketchup that was purple yes. or green or blue. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Crazy yeah. flavored yeah. ketchup. Or colored ketchup, um, yeah. I read this. And I, I've never seen this before. Maybe you guys heard of it. Pop quiz popcorn. Quiz spelled... Q-W-I-Z. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it's by Pop Secret, which is one of the microwave on the bag. popcorn it's, um, it's colored popcorn huh. in your microwave. You get, like, green popcorn, and then there's one of the packets is a mystery color. I don't oh, know. You don't know the color until ah, you put it in the microwave. Right. That's cool. Never seen it, um, but I saw the commercials. Very, very <laughs> 90s. Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. I remember. Oh, were those the little chocolate, uh, the graham crackers? Cookies? That you oh. dip in the chocolate? With frosting. Oh, uh, man. It was, just, the, it was just a vehicle for frosting. They still have yeah. um, It was like, it was like yeah. the, the, where they'd sell you like the crackers that you dip in peanut butter, but it was like they sell you a cookie that you dip in frosting. Yeah. And yeah. it's extreme because there's like a skateboarding kangaroo as the With mascot. a backwards baseball yeah. hat yeah, and yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how you know he's cool. <laughs> and this I've never seen, and I wish I was here in America to taste it and to put it in my body. Uh, Hostess Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies. Oh, I'm sorry you missed it. Filled with turtle quote, green ooze, vanilla yeah. pudding power. Oh, it is. <laughs> What does that have to do with Ninja Turtles? <laughs> so it's it's a pie. The outer crust has a green frosting on it. So okay. it's turtley. Okay. And inside is, is vanilla pudding. Like hmm. their guts or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah where's this metaphor? Go? Am I eating the turtles? Or is this... Um, I do, I do want to say, growing up in the 90s, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was such a big part of Karen's life. Like, okay. I watched all the cartoons i would draw ninja turtles on my free time which one were you 
I was I was on Mikey. I was definitely everybody Mikey. was everyone yeah. wants to yeah. be Mikey. What I was Donatello. Ner- the nerdy one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but did you God. like Donatello growing up? But probably I was more like Raphael. You know what I mean? <laughs> I probably can see thought that. of myself. You're as very like, yeah, 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 Raphael, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're cool yeah. but rude. Right? Yeah. I'm a party dude. Um, growing up, I did not know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a comic before the show. Yeah. It was a very dark oh, comic. Eastman yeah. and Laird. Eastman and Laird. Really gritty. Black and white. Basically, what happened was a licensing agent approached them and was like, hey, have you guys thought about making these figures into toys? And then that's when the giant market machine kind of swooped mm. in and was like, okay, we're going to make lines of toys and then we're going to have this company make it into a TV cartoon. And it just mm. became so uh, separate from the original comic. It just became like He-Man and yeah, all of the Saturday yeah. right. cartoons. It became a marketing machine to sell toys to kids and other licensing deals, including so many Ninja Turtle food tie-ins. Sure. Here is a list of uh, a curated list. There's a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm just picking up the the really the weird just ones. Abridged. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's something called TMNT cracks. What? <laughs> For kids. For kids. Yeah. Goldfish crackers shaped like Ninja Turtle characters. Okay. Uh-huh. And Shredder's Shredder's one of the shapes oh, too. Sure. Because yeah. sure. kids call them cracks. Yeah. Yeah. They call them crackers. Crackers. Crackers like I'm a uh, cracks head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a cracks. <laughs> he was a little kid guy. Hey dad, guess what? I'm a cracks head. <laughs> We're taking um, these back to the I'm store right now. Cracks. <laughs> of course it came in pizza flavor and cheese flavor. Naturally. <laughs> sure. Um, there's also pizza crunchabungas. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, pizza flavored corn snacks uh, in the shape of pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. Just in case that the is, kids don't get it. Yeah, yeah, that is an MC Escher uh, <laughs> pizza calculation. Corn yeah. There are cookies. Chef Boyardee had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pasta with the little little turtle uh-huh. heads. Um, mm-hmm. There was cereal. Um, that came with a pouch of green ooze syrup topping for your what? sugary cereal. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! god. Um, the green ooze really, really was a big help, right? I mean, the yeah. fact that they got coated in ooze to become the mutant Ninja Turtles, like then they could just incorporate that into every food. Yeah. But much. but the 1990s 90s were the low fat era. It was the era of oh, just as long as you're not consuming any fat, you're yeah. okay. <laughs> so everybody was like. All right, I'll just eat all the sugar. Twizzler is low in fat. Right. You're like, well, it wasn't, yeah. It was never the fat of the cookies. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. was the that was the yeah, problem. Yeah, right. There you go. Trip down memory lane of uh, some snacks we probably ate as kids. I would like to talk about another fad of the 1990s that I did not in any significant way participate in, but that touched all of our lives, and that is, of course, the slap bracelet. Oh, literally okay. touch all yeah, of our yes, lives. Yes, it, it slapped all of us on the wrist. <laughs> yeah. Did you Wait, not play with them? I, I think I had, I probably had a slap bracelet, but uh, I mean, I never, did you guys, like, I was, get into it? I was, I was a little too old. I was a little too old yeah. for that, yeah. Yeah, because that was like, very much a... Came out in the nineties. I spent many an afternoon just like slapping Slap. it on and off, like <laughs> while I watched TV. Yep. I was like, "Yeah, this was my pre-iPhone game uh, <laughs> kind of activity to do." Well, it was that it was a, it was a thrilling combination of fashion and toy. So, slap bracelets are very very simple. You have a a, a curved ribbon of steel, mm-hmm. and you have a cloth covering. And basically, just in case you're like with the one person listening to the show has never encountered it before, 
it, it's sort of a straight piece of steel, but then when you bend it, it immediately snaps into a coil. And so if you slap it on the top of your wrist, it immediately kind of goes from being straight to wrapping around your wrist like a bracelet. They were invented by a shop teacher, a high school shop class, you know, teacher. The guy's name was Stuart Anders. And they were actually invented, he invented them in 1983. Oh. Um, he never productized it until the 90s. And it was picked up as a product by Main Street Toy. And this was a company that was based in Simsbury, Connecticut. Oh. And it was founded by former uh, executives of, what do you think? Connecticut. Coleco. 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 Founded by former Coleco executives. Now, these guys, having been burned by the the boom and bust of Cabbage Patch Kids, had learned a lot of lessons about don't tie up too much of your money in overhead. Like, don't have super expensive products that as soon as people decide they don't want to buy Cabbage Patch Kids anymore, you go out of business. So. Main Street Toy was really looking to be like a lean, mean organization with those lessons they had learned from Coleco, and they wanted to find inexpensive toys that they could make, you know, cheaply that kind of limited their risk, limited their exposure, but, you know, could potentially be a big hit. This and is like the opposite end of Cabbage Patch Exactly. Cakes. Yep. Right. And so they kind of, they found Stuart Ender's uh, invention because he had, he had basically tried to shop it around to people. So I seem to remember when I was a kid, my dad had a, a like a yardstick. Yeah. That was a three foot long, essentially that steel ribbon thing. And my sister and I would just play with it like a toy, but it was very clearly, like I remember when snap bracelets came out, I'm like, slap bracelets. I'm like, oh, that's the same. It's the same phenomenon. Is yeah. This is, this, this is what he invented. Yeah, because. Um, in fact, it is, if you think about it, the same thing that's in your roll of measuring tape, for example, right? It's just, it's a curved, you know, ribbon of steel. There's actually DIY videos, how to make a slap bracelet with measuring tape. You just cut it off and you do have to work it a little bit. Yeah. The natural state is curled, coiled. Um, what's actually fascinating about this is it is what is known as a bi-stable structure. Slap bracelets are a commonly used example of a bi-stable structure, which means that it is stable in two, two states. states. Ah. Mm-hmm. Your light switch is probably a bi-stable uh, mechanism. It wants to be either up or down. It doesn't like to be in half middle. up, half down. Ah. It will snap back okay. into that state. And that is what is so fun about the snap bracelet because it goes from rigid to immediately coiling. It wants to be in one of those two states, and those are the states in which it is stable. It is a ballpoint pen is also a bistable mechanism. It wants to be either clicked or unclicked, and it oh. does not like being in between those two states, but it will go to it will go to one of them. So, Main Street Toy Company picks up the slap bracelet, and um, in, uh, they showed it at the Toy Fair in 1990, and they had totally planned on releasing it. But after Toy Fair, they realized that the, the steel they were using was thin enough that it actually could cause injury because the edge of it could <laughs> cut somebody, uh, um, especially if they were to take off the cloth covering. So they delayed the launch of the, and the actual brand name, the original was the Slap Wrap. <laughs> Slap Wrap. That was yeah. the official original brand name. They delayed the launch. Um, this let knockoff makers oh. very quickly and cheaply uh, make knockoffs, and they actually oh. got those to market first. Whoa. Um, and when you started hearing about, there were like news stories about like kids getting cut on these, and they insisted, they were like, they are getting cut on knockoffs of our product. Mm. Our product actually is safe, and it, in fact, it's the only one that's passing the safety test because we are using thicker, higher-grade steel that will not cut you. In 1990 alone, when they launched, they sold 
millions of these. Um, and of course, already by the end of 1990, you have a report in the New York Times of slap wraps, slap bracelets being banned from schools. Uh, yeah. Um, they're distracting. Because, they're distracting. Yeah. They're distracting. They're not just fashion. They're, they're toys. And people um, are sitting there playing with them, playing with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's really interesting about the slap bracelet measuring tape connection is that a lot of the knockoff slap bracelet manufacturers also realized this. They started making a lot of their knockoff slap bracelets out of coils of actual measuring tape. Wow. Like, either whether they were reusing them or unsold measuring tape, they were cutting it up into slap bracelets. So if you took the cloth off and looked underneath... If you, 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 would, yeah. you would, in fact, see... And in fact, if you buy a crappy knockoff uh, slap bracelet and take... If you just start taking the covers off of slap bracelets, you'll probably start uncovering some reused measuring tape yep that's underneath there because it is the same thing in fact in the year 2011 something very funny happened with slap bracelets slap bracelets came back into the news briefly a florida elementary school gave out slap bracelets to some of its kids as a reward for um you know participating in a fundraising drive Mm -hmm. and it was all well and good they had their slap bracelets and until uh one of the children took off the cloth covering to find that uh inside the bracelet had in fact used recycled measuring tape except that the chinese company that had made these um had actually reused uh sexy novelty measuring tape uh, and that every few inches along the measuring tape a sexy lady uh, sexy <laughs> naked uh, photograph of a lady had Perfect. been strategically placed and every so, cover was off by the end of the day yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the school recalled um, them uh, of the hundred something they distributed they got four back <laughs> yeah. and after the story hit the news uh, Stuart Enders inventor of the slap bracelet sent uh, all of the kids oh. Actual. Uh, actual official slap wrap brand. Uh, safe. Yeah. yeah, safe and uh, no naked ladies underneath Promptly the covers. Probably went in the garbage yeah. because that's not the point. That's yep. <laughs> and I will and I will leave you uh, with with this uh, observation. You know, like many fashion trends of the 1990s, the slap bracelet may be poised after a fashion to be making a comeback at some point because, of course, the the patents. Uh, that have been leaked out for what people believe may in fact be Apple's iWatch mm. use uh, a slap bracelet uh, as, the, as the band. Oh, that's cool. So we may all be slapping our iWatches onto oh. our wrists. So just, just last week yeah. at our pub quiz, do you remember Karen on our way out, there was there had been an event there and one of the sponsors had yeah. left slap beer cozies, basically. So it was like neoprene oh, with yeah. two, two strips embedded in it, flat, and you're like supposed to slap it around oh, your beer. beer. Well, like yeah. Karen and I were like, wait, so you just smack it on the beer? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the bartender lady was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> She's like, or you could put it on your wrist. But it was, it was an interesting... That was like a slap cuff or something. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay, well, it's neoprene. Slap armor. Like, yeah. Right, Wonder yeah. Woman. So we laughed, and then we just left it there and, <laughs> <laughs> and, went, and went on our way. <laughs> so did the people who left it yeah, there, too. Yeah. They're like, wow, what's this? Oh, cool, slap bracelet. <laughs> yeah, later. <laughs> so funny when you were signaling, like, what it was, and I was like, a bra? Like, what is it? Like, like, <laughs> slap on bra. Slap on bra. <laughs> <laughs> You've only got three seconds to get ready in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick ad break. A word from our sponsor. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia, Good Job Brain. All right, so I'm going to talk about a symbol that appeared in the 90s and now is everywhere. It really started in the 90s. It's the red ribbon, the AIDS ribbon. Right. That yeah. was super big. In 1991, the Red Ribbon was created by um, the Visual AIDS Artist Caucus. They were a group of artists in New York and AIDS activists, and they wanted to create a symbol to show solidarity with AIDS research and AIDS awareness. Jeremy Irons was the one who wore it to the Tonys, became uh-huh. big. That was 1991. By 1992, the New York Times was calling it the year of the ribbon. Huh. Everybody was putting ribbons on everything. Everybody mm-hmm. was making ribbons to um, raise awareness for oh, whatever their cause is. Oh, oh right, but the right, red right. one like... for AIDS was the first symbol, was the first yeah. ribbon. And before that, there was the yellow ribbon that you tie on a tree yeah. to... You know, yeah. symbolize support for military abroad or people. Mm. Yeah. Is that what the song is from? Tie a yellow yes. ribbon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but the but the little ribbon, the little fold of ribbon that you wear on your yeah. on your shirt. That was the, It started with the red one for so AIDS. The visual mm-hmm. shorthand. Of okay. It. Yes. So I have a little, a very small quiz for you oh, guys. Okay. I will describe the causes or some <laughs> of the causes. Oh, okay. And pink, you tell me pink with purple polka dots <laughs> is for gallstones. I think. <laughs> <laughs> It might be. Some of, some of these are very on the nose. You're like, hmm. Oh, I guess uh, that is why it's that color. Okay, um, right. Wow. So, I didn't know there were so many to necessitate a quiz. Oh, there are tons. And I'm I'm going to pick. I'll give you some hints. Okay. So these are very, like, straightforward colors. I'm not doing, like, zebras or clouds. Or, are there zebras and clouds? Oh, yeah. The ribbons get very intricate. So I, I, I was like, you're never going to know that is it's puzzle pieces. Is all of their shape or, the same, the, the loop? Yeah, that's that's a mm-hmm. yeah. But then the ribbon on it has different things printed on it, yes. different okay. colors, stripes, whatever you know. So these are all solid colors. All They're right. all colors you know. All right, but you may not know that they're the causes that are associated with that color. Okay, this is the this is the color for uh, breast cancer awareness. Everybody, pink, pink, yes. Oh, pink. What's the color for lung cancer awareness? Whoa, oh, yellow. Okay. No. Brown. Black? No. Oh, blue? Uh, no, it's clear for clear air or oh, curly. That's not a very curly good white <laughs> yeah. symbol. Clear isn't a color. Yeah. yeah, right. Sorry, you guys. 
I try to keep. There were way more intricate ones than that. I in comparison, that was a pretty. Okay, no, that's good. I'm wearing one right now. (laughs) So, among other causes, this one is for Lyme diseases, uh, legalizing marijuana, pedestrian (laughs) safety, and mental health awareness. Colin. It must be green. It's green. Wait, wait, what were the other ones? Lyme disease. Okay. Lyme disease. Yeah. Right, green. because limes are green. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, legalizing marijuana. Okay. Yes. Pedestrian um, safety. safety. Yeah, you know, oh, green, green light. Yeah. Sure. And mental health awareness. Because okay. For green. peace? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Sure. How about bullying, child abuse awareness, the Electronic Frontier Foundation freedom of speech? Oh. I think I remember bullying. Uh, bullying? Freedom of speech, EFF, and what else? And a uh, child abuse awareness. White. No. Blue. Blue. Yeah, blue. I think bully was blue. Hmm. Bully mm. blue. Genetic disorder awareness. Oh, oh man. This is so weird. It is really weird, but I could imagine this coming up on a quiz uh, yeah, where you yeah, have sure. to like know. Genetic, Genetic. disorder yeah. awareness. This one is kind of on the nose, the color that they... Oh, hmm. Gold? It's jeans. Blue jeans. Yeah. Oh, well, like denim God. colored? Or? Yeah, denim huh. colored. So wow. It's a denim ribbon. Jeans. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, and you're rolling back. It's so specific. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a color more. It's like yeah, a it's pattern. Yeah, it's a fabric and it's a, a yeah. blue yeah. jeans. Yeah. How about lupus, orca whale awareness and protection, pagan pride, march of times <laughs> awareness, Migraine awareness. There, and there's like a whole, whole laundry list more. What color represents all those things? What do you think, Karen? I think it's yellow. No. Oh, I thought lupus was it. Silver. Nope. It's purple. Mm. Wait, lupus? March Orcas. of Dimes awareness? Orca. Yeah. Killer yeah. whale. Orca? My, also pa- migraine pagan awareness. Pride. Pagan pride. Purple. <laughs> purple had the longest list. Really? Yeah. Okay, just two more, and they're very basic colors. Bone cancer. Amber alert. Armed forces return. Colin. White. No. Oh. Yellow. Yes. Oh. Armed forces return. Yeah. Oh. And, oh. and, and okay. Amber Alert. Also Amber Alert. Yeah. yeah. But not Amber. Okay. Last one. I would assume Amber Alert is Amber. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. Close okay. enough. Okay. Close enough. Um, 9-11, Virginia Tech, and sleep apnea. Black. Yes. Good job. <laughs> I'm not laughing at any of those things. No. I'm laughing no. At it's, the, no. it's the random. Like, it's, yeah. It is so random. You but... have so many colors and you have so many causes. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be overloaded on any yeah, color. They're all overloaded. Even the very like weird colors have more than one thing on them. <laughs> Wait. It re- yeah. I, I, I want to look at this uh. list. I want to know what the zebra stripe is. Wow. This is a giant list. I know. Everybody wants a ribbon. So there's rare disease awareness for zebra print. I like that rare diseases is zebra yeah. print. That's very clever. <laughs> Com- common diseases is horse color. Blue, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue paisley ribbon for thyroid disease awareness. People still do it, but it was really big in the 90s. It the ribbon was. Yeah. 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 My goodness, what a world. <laughs> I think in the the new generation, it's those those bracelets, those rubber yeah, bracelets, like yeah. Lance Armstrong oh, had the yellow sure. bracelet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Were those part of the aughts, the two thousands? Yeah, that's kind of that yeah. was the two thousands. So kind not of relevant. Um, <laughs> Chris, you're so mean. <laughs> what a troll! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Raphael. So you're you're saying yeah, you are you're so cool. You are such a rude. Raphael. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. 
Leonardo leads Donatello <laughs> does machine. That's a fact. <laughs> yell is cool. Give me a break. It's a party We played the video game. Like, my yeah. friends, like, we played the video game a lot. Game Boy and no, like arcades. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stand up, and it was a four-person side scroller, and we would fight over like who got to. And it was it was so perfect for that type of game. Oh, which oh, one yeah. were you? I who was nunchucks? I would always uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. I would always want to play. See, I would always oh, okay. do Donatello yeah. because it gives you a ranged weapon. He had a bow staff, so it was good. It was like kill it it was yeah. it was a good team it was like team based it. yeah so i'm sure you guys remember as we approached the end of 1999 there was one question one issue everybody was talking about oh, yeah. all over the news the the y2k oh, y2k okay. bug so much real ink so much virtual ink spilled writing about the mm-hmm. y2k mm-hmm. bug people uh, were really worried i was worried they're like what if that like the world was going to shut down yeah right every computer on earth was going to just stop functioning yeah right People's i mean credit the- card bills were going to get erased and the national debt was going to get wiped out. Airplanes are going to fall from the sky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just explosions. I mean, some of, some of the, the yeah. doomsday scenarios were so dire. Yeah. Right. Well, before we go any further, uh, let me ask you guys just to verify that we are all on the same page. Okay. Wh- what yeah. we are talking about when I say the Y2K bug. First, first, what does it stand for? What is Y2K? Oh. Year 2000? The year 2000. Yeah, year oh. 2000. Oh. Right. Yeah. And then a little more in depth, in, in a nutshell, any of you guys want to just briefly summarize it? The computer, some of the computer systems uh, were using two digits to represent the year. So when the when it rolled back around, when it was zero zero again, it's like, is this nineteen hundred or is this two thousand? It was so going to think it was the year nineteen hundred. Yeah, right. We went back and it was going to it was going to like repeal, you know, the twenty first <laughs> amendment, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to pay your grandparents' bills now, or something. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or they're going to yeah, yeah mark you as one hundred and twenty years old. So yeah. it wasn't really a. Bug, bug. It was, well, you know, it was poor planning. Programming bug. Poor, okay. poor planning. I mean, in fairness, yeah, yeah. in fairness, like a lot of the computer programmers at the time who, you know, who made some of these trade-offs basically to save space and code or, yeah. you know, they... they they said we never thought that this code would still be running. That these systems would still, by the time it got around, we figured it would just we'd patch it up later. We, we thought yeah. we'd be living in cities on the moon in the year two thousand, right. not running our old computer code that we wrote like in the sixties, and that it would just be like you know be layering patch after patch after patch on it. Right, right. I mean, and, you we know, and it's it's funny to look back at it now. So to get ready for this, I went back and I read a whole lot of news articles and news coverage um, in the last year or two in the run up before two switched over and even by that time I think most newspapers and news organizations were kind of reporting on it sort of tongue-in-cheek kind of a light-hearted approach like oh. they didn't really think anything seriously bad was going to happen mm-hmm. but it, it was true corporations and governments had to spend a lot of money and a lot of time patching code writing updates monitoring systems President Bill Clinton he created the council on the year 2000 he had a year 2000 czar you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The transportation department, uh, FEMA, they, they were all, you know, as a government, you can't afford to take it lightly because God yeah. forbid something bad did happen. You don't want to be the one who didn't fix it. Yeah. Uh, there were 400 uh, government, federal government uh, technicians and computer specialists tasked just with making sure everything transitioned smoothly as we <laughs> moved from 1999 into 2000. I didn't know this until reading some of the old coverage. Uh, the U.S. and Russia coordinated a joint oh. nuclear 
peer monitoring task force. Sure. Okay. So they got reps from both countries together in a special bunker in Colorado. So as the year switched over, they could together monitor both countries' systems just to make sure, you know, no misunderstandings, no right. alarm goes off and somebody thinks an attack is imminent. Better safe than sorry. Better safe Especially, than sorry. I mean, it's one thing with the post office, but it's another thing with nuclear weapons. Right. I mean, and in the end, of course, no planes fell from the sky. Uh, banks didn't lose all their money. There were no nuclear missiles launched. There were, there were some issues. Yeah. There were a few things. So, I mean, but for the most part, they were fairly benign, fairly the, minor. Right. But, I mean, nothing bad happened because people anticipated the problem coming up and retrofitted all of their systems to make sure that nothing bad happened. Okay, right. Got it. There right. were a few incidents, you know, with hospital records getting messed up. On the whole, it was about as serious as a railway station showing the wrong departure date, you know. Uh, oh, okay. It, it, for the most part, nothing catastrophic. Nothing catastrophic happened. Who coined the term Y2K? Do you know? Uh, it was some of the computer specialists, basically, who first sort of talk about, in the 90s, yeah. you know, leading up to this, like, hey, this is something we're going to have to address here wow. pretty soon. Very yep. elite hackers of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Office Space the plot of it? They were patching up bank software for Y2K. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In a tech. That was what they were yeah. spending. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's triviality. All right, I have one last 90s, extreme 90s segment for you guys. And of course, uh, what's 90s without pop music? Mm. 90s was really uh, kind of the height of pop. And I have a music quiz for you. It's all about Pop boy bands oh, from okay. the 90s. Okay. And I have to preface this. It's not just a random you know, assortment of boy bands I pulled out. Like The thing is, like people have to understand, the success of New Kids on the Block in the late 80s oh, okay. sure. sparked the whole boy band pop movement mm. of the 90s. Sure. Okay. Um, and so all of these bands in the quiz are, are related to that. Not even resurgence, but because of New Kids the on reaction. the Block. This is how the format's going to go. I feel like Dana has an upper edge uh, on this quiz, uh-huh. <laughs> being a girl growing up in the yeah. 90s and also likes pop. So for her, she has a notepad, and she's going to write down what she thinks the artist is from the music clips I'll be playing. Okay. Uh, and Chris and Colin will work together, okay. team up, and try to see if you can you can right. get it. One big hint is, as long as you know what the lead singer of all these boy bands sound like, you probably can guess the boy band. Wow, that's know, great. You know, <laughs> but like Justin Timberlake. You know, sure. You if know. I if I knew what Justin Timberlake sounded uh-huh. like, I would be able to guess that it was. All right, here we go. We got two what? two two brains here. What was, what was Justin Timberlake in? 
He was. He I was have a feeling you guys are going to beat me. He was, he was in sync. Degrees. He was in, in sync. sync. Yeah. Nicholas right. Shea was 98 degrees. Oh, don't give oh, us his answer. She's yeah. helping us. Whatever. Here. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know what he sounds like. He doesn't, right. he doesn't know what this <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. First one. Okay. Okay. This is the song "I'm Not Picky" uh, by, <laughs> by the Backstreet Boys. I, this is as long as you love me. I see. I I think this is. Uh, I think this is insane. No, this is the Backstreet Boys. Oh, it is the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I believe. No, okay. Yeah, this one. This one. I'm okay. You seem sure. very confident. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. I will defer to Chris on this one. Okay. All right. You guys, boys, say Backstreet Boys. Yes. Dana, reveal your answer. Backstreet Boys. All right. Okay. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next one. Girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block, cat a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. She's been gone since that summer. Since yeah. that summer. Cherry pants, cold crush, rock stud, boogie. Used to hate school, so I. I, if you don't know it, you don't know it. I, they sing trivia. new kids on the block. I mean, I, don't I think, think they were just name checking them at the beginning. Oh yeah. yeah. They, they also talked about how Chinese great... food makes them sick. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I mean, okay. I don't know. Just throw a throw a. I know. I want you to guess something because I really. It's in a punch bowl in your head. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's in the yeah. punch bowl. Yep. It's somewhere in there. I mean, I don't think it's in sync. I've never heard so. it. Is it? Is it like O Town? O Town. Is it O Town? Incorrect. Dana. LFO. Uh, the light, funky ones. Oh, wow. wow. Hey. I was that like, was not in my punch bowl. Is this bowl? in not your punch bowl? No, I didn't think it was. That was not, not in the punch bowl. It's very specific. So, yeah. uh, this is actually very related to New Kids on the Block. I mean, obviously, they're, they're more, they do some kind of rapping. Are they um, related to the funky bunch? Mm-hmm. No, they no. just, um, so they did a cover of New Kids on the Block Step by Step. And that oh. kind of uh, gained some attention. And they actually worked with Danny Wood. From New Kids on the Block mm-hmm. uh, in, in the kind of behind the scenes production process. There you go. Uh, there right. you go. Yeah. All right. Wow. Next one. I tell you. Yes, I tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah sunshine after the rain. You're the cure against my fear and my pain. Because I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm leaning toward 98 degrees on this Even, one. I feel like we should just keep guessing O-Town over and over and over again. So Eventually. One point, yeah. But you want to say 98 degrees? Yeah, I, I just for something, for some reason. Okay, all right. Getting a, a Nick Lachey vibe. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Dana, answer up. 98 degrees? Yeah. Wow. Oh, hey. That is, all right. That all right. is what Nick Lachey sounds like. Okay. That's pretty very, bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry, Nick Lachey. I like Nick Lachey. Oh, God. Whatever. Yeah, I'm right sure now. he's crying all the way to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> so in this quiz, I, I haven't put any, um, you know, there's All for One, which is kind of a boy band, but there there were two camps in the 90s. You had 
boy bands, pop boy bands, and you had what boys to men kind of sparked yeah. were all these harmonizing R&B groups. Right. And to me, they're very different camps, right? Boy bands are very designed, mm. uh, whereas the more R&B groups are more, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like acapella group. You have a bass. It's based on voice need. And the, the funny thing is, you know, when I say they're more designed is all the boy bands, you can name the lead singer of all of them. Whereas for a lot of these R&B bands, there's no one star. Mm, You know, there's like a, you know, I can't even name anybody from All for One. And for 98 Degrees, they kind of also started this because they're a pair of brothers. They're the Lachey brothers and two other dudes. Oh, I didn't know that. So that kind of gave them like a family edge. Ah, What's the other Lachey brother doing these days? Drew Lachey. He won. um, He won Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Yeah. All right. This one is a little bit more international. You said international. They're British. Oh, okay. A British. And the creation of this band is solely because uh, you know the manager or like the record head saw the success of New Kids on the Block in America and was like, "We gotta jump on." Was was there a band called? um, Is it two words? Yes, two words. Is it uh, take that? Yeah. Wow. Good night, everybody. Wow. I'm done. Wow. I put something else, and then you said that, and I was like, that's the name of the band. I, I, knew, that I, I knew what I put was not the right one. Like, there are two of them. I knew. Yeah, yeah. Main singer is Gary Barlow, who wrote most of the songs, actually. Yeah. Uh, he was a talented songwriter. They kind of build a, a band around him. Robbie Williams! Yeah. Okay. Most notably. Okay. Take that. Was Ronan Keating in that one as well? Was he in the other one? He was in Boyzone. All right, next one. Is this one going to be in sync? Do you think? I think so. Yeah. yeah All right. I think so. Let's go for it. Dana, interrupt. In sync. In sync. It All is. Right. And I was tricky. I actually did not pick a clip with Justin Timberlake. Oh. Yeah. Who is J C Chazé? <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. the other lead singer? The brunette lead singer. <laughs> they always have a blonde one and a brunette one. Yeah. Of there's, course, there's like yeah. the brooding yeah. one, the cute one, the yeah. older it's like one, a yeah. 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 the one with glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, last one, last boy band. Uh, They're all blending together now. Very much so. Here's one more.
wow. All right. I mean, I'm pretty much like down to like I can only think of two more. Like I can think of like yeah. O Town or Menudo. We can't. We, yeah. I don't think it's Menudo. I think we keep saying O Town, so we should probably just. <laughs> you don't think you know. she would have doubled up, right? No, no doubling. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was no. That's what. Okay, I was okay. I, yeah. those are literally the only two that. Yeah. I can Let's go with. Of. I would not go with Menudo. Okay, for many right. reasons. So O Town. Um, <laughs> sure. Also, I think Menudo started in the eighties. They too, really did. Yeah. 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 yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Not... yeah. Okay, so you guys say O Town. What yeah. did Dana say? I said O Town. It is O Town. Significance of O Town is uh, so in the whole boy band craze, O Town was the first or notable reality show. I remember yeah. that. Band. I remember. I remember, I remember that. that they they put them together on a reality show, and I was like, oh, okay, well, they're not going to become popular because this is clearly like they're upfront just stating <laughs> like we are manipulating you, and we, you know, it's like yeah. we're, we're putting them together as this mm-hmm. sort of marketed thing. They actually are reuniting um, this goodness. summer for a new album. <laughs> I've yeah. been wondering where they're yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. The reuniting was easy because none of them ever left Orlando. Aren't they named yeah. O-Town for Orlando? Yeah, for Orlando. Orlando Town, uh, as they call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, uh, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, they all started in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. Mean, there's like the hotbed of boy band. Well, culture. Is it Lou Pearlman or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a lot of a lot of the NSYNC members and, and Backstreet Boy members they're in kind of performing as kids in the parks or uh, sure. also yeah. in the Mickey Mouse but club. There was that guy. Uh, there was yeah. like the Svengali manager type dude yep. who is organizing them. Huh. Yeah, the they're all who just kind of like handpicked them and assembled them. And right. Orlando yeah. was the the hot town. Got wow. it. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. Some of the major boy bands. Well, I think Chris and I acquit- acquitted ourselves yeah. well. Pretty we, good. Yeah, I'm good not sure whether that. that's good that's or bad. Good. Yeah, uh, And that is our totally tubular 90s show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening. You can find our show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Give me a break, Iceman. You know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.